Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Dr. Allison House. And today we are at the Voices of Dentistry event in Scottsdale. And we have some special guests from the company Overjet. And that is Rob and Chris. Hey, so really quickly, um, I guess you probably want to say hello. Hey. <laughs> so tell us, what is it that Overjet is doing and how are you guys changing the dental industry? Well, one, thanks for having us on. They've always said that Dr. Robbie here has a face for podcasts, so it's perfect for him. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, we are an uh, artificial intelligence company. I'll defer to my good friend, Dr. Rob, here to tell, tell what we do. Yeah, so we are an artificial intelligence company that automatically analyzes radiographs in real time with really three main goals. We want clinicians to be more confident, more accurate, and more clinically precise. So we want to improve patient outcomes by helping clinicians uh, evaluate their radiographs more, more consistently. Um, and we do that in real time as x-rays are taken. Uh, it's a it's cloud-based platform, so everything lives in a browser tab. Uh, super easy to integrate. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting time for dentistry because, you know, 2022 is kind of the year of the introduction of artificial intelligence. I think a lot of people probably heard about it for the first time. And uh, 2023 is going to be the year of the adoption where you start seeing this really become more widespread throughout the industry. So we've had several podcasts on the pain of integrating technology mm. into an office and the learning curve. So this is sounding like there's not going to be quite the learning curve. Is I, this true? I think one of the things we've done as a company best, because we've all been in dental for a long time, is you really have to support offices. Like the last thing you do is, hey, here's this new tech, use it, and we'll, we're never there. So we've built out a first-in-class customer success team. All of our trainers are hygienists that actually go in the office or virtually train. Um, so a couple of things. One is the tech. Everything is automated. All you have to do is keep the browser open. That's it. So there's no, we do an integration with your practice management on the back end, but you as a doctor never feel that. It takes about 10 minutes. And then I think what we do better than pretty much all companies in dental is that success aspect and the training aspect where we work with you on what you want to get out of Overjet what your goals are, what you want to change in your office, what did Overjet find in your practice? And then Dr. Rob does an amazing job in actually integrating it into your workflow. Uh, I think it's the drawer in dentistry or the shelf where you buy all these tools that are never used. That's the last thing we want to happen. So we're very invested in that transition of technology and the workflow working for you. But we are all hands on deck. Like We are definitely not a, hey, you bought Overjet. Great. Thank you very much. We we will, we will be there as much as you will have us. And sometimes like, okay, Chris, we, you've been there enough, but uh, we do try to support that, our that office. happens a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's on the back side. Now, on the yeah. front side, I know lots of companies that innovate 
and try to bring transformation. Uh, some of the struggle is educating the market. Do you feel like the market already knows, hey, we need this AI solution? Or is that one of the hurdles? That's a great question. I would say in the DSO space and like group practice, they're they're ready. They're in it. Like they've known about it. They're salivating. I think in the general dentist population, think AI is cool, but not really sure what it is and how to use it. So corporate dentistry has definitely been an early adopter of the tech versus probably the private practice. Which I think is great because you get a bigger, you know, bigger sale and acquisition right away <laughs> from a group instead of, you know, the solo sure. practices yeah. well, and everything like that. I think ultimately, though, to that point, uh, Overjet's a very clinical product, right? So I, I'm a general dentist. And really the value that I see in artificial intelligence is helping me specifically as I'm looking at a single x-ray sitting in the operatory, right? And so to that point, just because maybe an executive board is interested about the outcomes that they see artificial intelligence bringing, at the end of the day, we have to go through this change management process down to the individual clinician and team member level. And I think that's the biggest area where practices and groups struggle is change management. And that's why, you know, to what Chris mentioned earlier, the, the dentists have the proverbial shelf that all their latest and greatest technology sits on that they don't use. Well, it's because the, the doctor went to a conference and, and right, the first two stages of change management are building awareness and building desire. So the doctor experienced that at a conference, is very excited about this, comes home and forgets that he still has to go through that change management process with his staff and then neglects that. And then the, whatever they bought ends up not being used. Well, you know, with, with artificial intelligence and a, a DSO who wants to roll this out, they're all excited and enthusiastic about it. But if they don't build that down to the individual team member and clinician level, the same thing, you're going to struggle with adoption. And so that's really, you know, as clinical director of an AI company, that's really my role is I'm a change management agent for the individual practices and team members and clinicians so that they can really build that enthusiasm about artificial intelligence to ultimately have better adoption across the board. So explain what you're talking about with the change. I'm, I guess I'm not seeing a big change in the way it flows with this. Yeah, so I think it depends on how you envision AI interacting in your practice. So when I when I talk to dentists who really aren't that experienced with artificial intelligence, like I'm their first introduction to it, they usually picture themselves sitting back in their office, looking at an x-ray with AI, and then walking into a hygiene exam and thinking that, okay, now I've looked at the x-ray already with the AI, I'm, I, I don't need it now at this point, right? I'm going to go do my clinical exam. Well, really what we focus for really maximum, I think, uh, increase in, in the KPIs that we track, patient case acceptance and doctor's ability to diagnose, to really maximize those, we really want total integration in the practice. Okay, so in the four areas that we stress is, is uh, chart preps, morning huddles, looking at the real-time x-rays, and then using that for patient communication. And so although the tool itself is fantastically easy to use, I mean, it's, it takes us 10 minutes to show you where to click and how to click. But then it's it's ingraining it into your workflow. And some practices, for example, their hygienists don't prep their charts or they're not having a morning huddle. So some of it is creating best practices for them that maybe ideally they would have already had. But now we're, we're trying to institute these best practices and infuse the AI into it. So yeah. it becomes a little bit more consultative. Change is probably the wrong word. It's just like in those four buckets, putting Overjet in there. Like any product, it works the best when you use it. So like Rob said, it's like, hey, you do a morning huddle. What's the best way to bring up Overjet? How would you talk about it? Cool part about Overjet is we link to your daily schedule through your practice management system. So let's say tomorrow or, or yeah, let's say you're working Saturday, you have your patients coming in. We show what patients are coming in, what the AI found, if it has an x-ray there or they had an existing x-ray, what was not treatment planned. So you're now hygienist and you can go through and say, hey, okay, at 8.30, I have Chris Thompson coming in. 
Uh, here's his past x-ray. Here's what Overjet shows. Here's what I didn't treatment plan. Um, and then if I'm a new patient, you take the x-ray. Our AI findings pop in color and outline decay uh, uh, millimeter measurements of perio within typically under 30 seconds for that new patient. So it's really just making sure you look at it like to not big changes in the workflow, but making sure it's in your workflow. So you're talking about a lot of leadership. Yeah. Making a change. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. how do you have that discussion that you missed something on the last x-ray yeah. that the AI caught? Yeah. That's, that's a difficult conversation with the patient. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say to that point, uh, a lot of times, you know, you'll take a new x-ray and you'll show them, but the, like we hear that a lot. Like, what if I bring it up? Or what we hear a lot is what happens if uh, it's a new patient to my practice and I find a lot of things in the other doctor did treatment plan. Like doctors are scared to death for that new patient and case acceptance of new patients is, is abysmal. So we, we hear a lot of doctors saying, hey, for that new patient where I found four or five things that they didn't know they had and their doctor six months ago told them they didn't have it, using the visual is how I build trust. It's an objective source. And now the patient can actually see it. So case acceptance for new patients skyrockets, which is pretty cool. That is. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> what a great product. Yeah, I think uh, the case acceptance piece is often overlooked. By, by individuals when they're signing up for artificial intelligence, they think it's just gonna help them diagnose on an x-ray. But for me, like, I, I don't feel like for an individual x-ray, I necessarily need AI to tell me where the caries is, right? I mean, and, and I'm not that experienced, I'm in my 11th year of dentistry, uh, but I feel like I can diagnose on a single x-ray. But when you take that single x-ray and you multiply it by six to eight x-rays per patient that I'm taking films on, times by however many number of patients a day, like we know, like we can pull the data and show you that you diagnose differently at eight o'clock a.m. on Monday than you do at three o'clock p.m. on a Friday, right? Like the data is there for that. Yeah. And so adding that consistency layer that even though I feel like I'm, I'm a competent, confident clinician, right? Adding that consistency, that consistency, excuse me, is huge. But, but also seeing, you know, on that backdrop for your guys' uh, show, the color, color, seeing the way that a patient can now see, yeah. maybe in a way that is just easier for them to understand I'm sure that's why the case acceptance numbers are up. Yep. Oh, yeah. They're, they're finally seeing an x-ray the way we as clinicians see every x-ray, right? I look at an x-ray, I see caries, I see bone levels, I see calculus. Well, patients don't see that. But now you show them the AI findings and their, their level of understanding, right, their education level on that x-ray increases significantly. And that's when this tool really takes off. Like when a, for like big hygiene usage, when a hygienist gets a patient to agree to an SRP with no pushback or no questions, game on the hygienist is going to use it for everything right when a doctor gets a crown approval not obviously case acceptance is one thing what we really care about is outcomes the right treatment at the right time they now see that you know 56 percent of that tooth is covered in a red carry and they can visualize it this is why we have to do a crown and they're like oh great and the doctor's like oh, great you know and then it really starts to snowball because you get that patient reaction so it's really interesting to see like we show existing restorations in blue on our x-ray. And a lot of times patients are like, oh, huh. I have like, what are those? Those are fillings. Ah, I didn't even know I had them. Or like, wow, that's kind of like, it's just a great patient education tool. What about on the payer side? Mm. Can you tell us a little bit, does this have an effect on how you send claims or get paid? Yeah, so we actually, um, you know, for, for those who don't realize, we're actually the AI engine for nine out of the 10 largest dental insurance companies. Okay, meaning that they're using Overjet specifically to automate their claims approvals. Okay, so Overjet doesn't deny any claims. Overjet only applies whatever criteria they, the insurance company is elected to apply 
to help expedite the approval of specific claims. So for example, scaling and root labeling, right? So every insurance company requires evidence of radiographic bone loss. Well, prior to having Overjet, that was a very subjective determination. You look at it and say, yes or no, this looks like bone loss. And then they look at it, maybe agree with you, maybe not. Well, now on every x-ray, you're going to have a bone level measurement to an accuracy of plus or minus three-tenths of a millimeter, right? 0.3 millimeters. Um, and so you'll know if there's bone loss on an x-ray or not. And you're going to know that the insurance company is going to see that same value on that x-ray. So as you're submitting your claims, and, and we absolutely recommend that uh, front desk staff take a, a screenshot or a snippet of that, of that uh, AI reading on the x-ray and, and send that with their original image. Now we're having a more objective uh, level of criteria applied to our x-rays and to our claims so that we're all seeing the same information. And it's no longer, well, I think they're going to favor this or I think they're not. Right? We actually will know what the criteria are that we're being evaluated. This is really the first time in dentistry this has happened. And I think we still have some ways to go to maximize transparency. But as somebody who's had claims rejected before, and I, I understand the frustration that comes with that, you know, I, I, I wish I had this a decade ago when I started practicing dentistry. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is amazing. What are some of the common questions that you're running into as you guys are educating the market? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, you know. I mean, or is it pretty self-evident? No, no actually, there's the question of why. Like, yes, we can do this, but why are we doing this? And this maybe comes from the more experienced doctors who, like, you know, I've been practicing 35 years. Like, why do I need to have artificial intelligence, right? And so when I show them, look, your hygienist, like your auxiliary staff, they can log into the dashboard. They can see every patient that's due for periocharting, every patient that's due for radiographs. It'll highlight patients coming in for a profi today who maybe really have evidence of periodontal disease and, and could use some scaling and root plane or periodontal therapy. And it's going to flag that automatically for your staff. So even if it's not changing how you diagnose, which I would argue probably does, I think it influences even experienced doctors for the good. Um, but even if they don't think it's going to, the time saving that it brings to your team members and your staff and the elevated level of care that helps us provide our patients, right? That I, I think is a big impact that this is going to have. And so when they say why, usually that just means, you know, what benefit is this going to give me and my patients? And how can I make sure that I'm actually getting we get your typical AI questions, as you can imagine, like accuracy, is it FDA cleared, you name it. So we, we can handle those. And we, we do a lot of, we have a lot of work. Like we've really been in the dental world, the, the, the practice side of the business, what we call it for a little over a year now, but we've been around four and a half years. And the first few of those years was all AI, getting the right x-rays, training the system. So very high in accuracy, as you guys know, if the doctor tries something and it doesn't work two or three times, they don't try it 10 times. They, pretty much give up. So it's super paramount that it's accurate. Rob and our team does a really good job of making this clinically conservative. The last thing we want is to say, oh, now I can use this to treat more. That is not the purpose of Overjet. Everything we, we find in our tool is is through the eyes of a bunch of dentists and very clinically conservative. And then I think to your other question, it's like, like Rob says, like, I love AI. I get the idea of it, but like, how do I really make it hum in my office? And that, you know, like, like any tech, it's like, it could be the coolest thing on the on the planet that makes you a million dollars a year. And if it doesn't work with your office, it doesn't matter. It will just collect dust. So that's the part that we are very keyed in on. So we love knowing like what drives a company. What's the founder story here? Like how did this even come up? Because you said it was like almost four or five years in the making. It's a, it's a great story. So our, our founder is, her name's Warda, uh, MIT, you know, about 38 times smarter than me probably 60 times smarter than Rob. <laughs> so, um, but uh, 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 was she was working in um, 
AI for MRI. So familiar with like how AI could change. Imaging. Right. And it's pretty big in the medical field already. And uh, went to a dentist, got one diagnosis, was different than what she thought. Uh, engineer, so probably very you know particular about her teeth, right? Um, and then went to another doctor and different diagnosis, different treatment planning, varying significantly by dollars, significantly by everything, right? And uh, very curious, started talking to this doctor. His name is Dr. Chris Balaban. Started talking about x-rays, started talking about how it works. He is now one of, uh, he's our VP of clinical affairs, stopped practicing to come over to Overjet, but basically like was like, wait a minute, how can there be such variation? What could AI do for this? Like I'm working in MRIs. How could I now do this in dental? Quit her job like a week later, learned everything there is to do, know about x-rays, brought Dr. Chris over, brought a team over and the rest is history. So it, like our, what we saw for was actually the founder's story, which is pretty intriguing. And I think her story is one that our patients experience routinely, right? So lack of consistency between providers is a huge problem, even within an individual practice where, you know, I've been in group practice settings, you know, essentially since I graduated dental school and often I'll diagnose on Monday for the patient. And then for whatever reason, they're coming back on a Thursday where I'm not in the office and they're seeing another provider and that provider either sees something I didn't see or doesn't see something I did see. And so it's a, a lack of consistent experience for that patient and I don't think it builds trust for the patient in us as providers or us as an office and so having a more objective way to evaluate this information I mean j- just a couple of months ago my my sister she's my youngest sister 10 years my junior sent me an x-ray and said hey I haven't been to the dentist for a few years they say I need $800 of this deep cleaning does that sound reasonable and I texted her back and said well it sounds reasonable if you need it but you know send me your x-rays what do they look like she sent me her x-rays no bone loss whatsoever her x-rays look better than mine but she had some bleeding four and five millimeter pockets, right? Been a few years. So was scaling and root planning the right procedure for her, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. But if we apply objective information, like this, this should be able to have an objective set of criteria that you go to a doctor, they look at your criteria and they'll say, okay, you need this treatment. Like if you, if you go get treated for blood pressure, high blood pressure, right? They have like a protocol. You go office to office and they're all going to follow a standardized protocol in general. Okay. So now can we have that in dentistry where if you have these probing depths and these bone level measurements that we can apply a more consistent criteria and that all came from Warda's Warda's story of having more clinical consistency well it's, it's interesting that i went to a chiropractor my back was hurting a couple days ago and you know we talked to dentists all day and i was in pain I'm like just fix me man you know and he was it, my insurance didn't cover it and he said hey like our exam is x amount of dollars um, but if you want this, this, and this, it's like $20 more and I'm in pain. I'm like, just tell me what I need, man. Like, you know, so, and then we started talking and we opened and, you know, we got to know each other. And I told him what I do. And he's like, I was like, man, you know, like I was just waiting for you to tell me what you done. I would have given you whatever. And he's like, yeah, I, I kind of struggle with that, but there was no visual for me. Like I just wanted the doctor. And that's the cool part is now you have that visual tool where, you know, there, let's face it, there's a lack of trust because you do get different treatment plans. I, I think at the end of the day, if like our doctors or hygienists we work with, you know, once they really use it and get in, I think when, when they're done or when, the, you know, when they think about what did I really get out of this, I think most would say like the patient actually understands what I'm trying to do, which is pretty impactful in a, in a world where it's tough. You know, patients are very demanding. It's, it's, a, it's a challenging world. So I, I think that's a, that's couldn't be a pretty cool impact that Overjet can have. 
So for the dentists out there that want to learn more, where is the best place for them to figure that out? Yes, uh, Dr. Rob's address is no, uh, uh, overjet.ai. All you have to do is click on a demo and we'll get you right away. Or my email is chris.thompson at overjet.ai. So either way, find us, we'll get you a demo, quick demo and install process is pretty easy. And we're going to drive to Dr. House's office tomorrow and get her all set up. So there we go. Uh, we're good all right, go. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. We appreciate your time today. This is Thanks it's been for very informative. Us. Thanks for having us. Really Thank you for it. listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. <laughs>